Welcome to For the Love of Books, a podcast by North Lancashire Libraries. Hi everyone, welcome back to the North Lancashire Libraries podcast for the love of books. My name is Chris Wilson, the e-services librarian, and tonight I am joined by two book bloggers who are Gordon McGee, who is the book behind the blog Grab That Book, and Sharon Bearden, who is behind the, the blog Chapter in My Life. And she is also a published author as well, so we'll talk a little bit more about her book as well a little bit later as well. Thank you very much for joining me in the podcast tonight, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for uh, You are very welcome. And as, as we thought we'd invite you guys on because li- everybody knows librarians love books, but there's other people out there that love books as well. And probably behind librarians, book bloggers are probably the biggest lover of books behind us. So, or maybe you would argue they're more so, but 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 you're definitely book lo- lovers anyway. So it's good to have you another different take on books and see what you guys are into and, and also get a little bit behind what got you into blogging and things like that as well. So, as book bloggers, you're obviously big, massive book lovers. And can you remember what really sparked that that love of books off? What was the first book that really kind of grabbed you, Sharon? What was your kind of original book that really kind of took you took you your heart to? to... Um, I think like I'll probably be the same as any book blogger you you ever speak to. You know, I've read from an early age. I've read from the minute I can remember reading. Um, my dad my dad was a huge reader, so he instilled that, that love of reading in me. And I, I went through the usual Enid Blyton and everything. But I think yeah. for me, I, mean, I was thinking about that today and I thought, I used to go to Montrose. My my dad's aunt had a cottage up in Montrose called Smuggler's Den. Um, and it was a, a wee tiny old cottage right next to the port. And she always had loads of books. All our family were big readers. And it was Agatha Christie. Um, so she always had piles of Agatha Christie books. So it was Agatha Christie. And I can't for the life of me now remember the, the name of it. But it will come back to me a random point in my life but yeah Agatha Christie um that's what really got me hooked at that sort of age where I could go out and start really getting into books that sounds fantastic as well it was um yeah what about yourself Gordon do you have one that really sticks out as the first one that really kind of made you love books I think Sharon's copied my notes because it's almost word for word what I'd have said. <laughs> Were you the smuggler's den too? <laughs> Were you the Apart from the smuggler's den, oh, all right, okay, you can have the smuggler's den, but everything else. Um, no, I was the same. I can remember just from a young age, I was always surrounded by books. And the earliest book I can remember, we had a, a book that was handed from me year on year on year. It was a story for every night of the year. So every night, this big old hardback book we get brought out, you'd find that day's story. And you'd, it'd be, some nights it'd be like five lines of a poem. The next night it'd be a page and a half of stories. So you never quite were sure what you were going to get. But I must have gone through that book for three or four years before my sister finally took it off me. And it was it was great way. But I mean, I always read it was, you know, from that story and all the Mr. Men books back in the day and the Timbuktu ones as well, which was the animal version of the Mr. Men. <laughs> and then we moved on to the Secret Seven and the Five Find Outers and all the Ina Blyton ones that you get, and even the ones that nobody talks about anymore, which are the Ragamuffin Mystery and the Ratatat Mystery, which are a completely different series that nobody seems to remember. But fond memories of them. But I had to say, I got to a point where my aunt had a complete collected Agatha Christie collection and lovely red hardback books, and there was like two book two books per volume. So I think I borrowed them like over the course of a summer holiday, just went 
straight through the whole the whole collection. All the Poirots, all the Marples, all the random standalones, which I hated because they didn't have Poirot or Marple in them. I was like, where are they? You know. So yeah, it was it was very much that that discovery of moving from the the the, the transliteration kids books into what I thought was adult books at the time in, in the, the Agatha Christie's, and then from that point on, there was no stopping me. Fantastic. And so obviously that kind of instilled a very good love of reading and you, and I think Agatha Christie's probably done that with a lot of people. Um, but what was it that made you, that both of you want to start blogging about books? Because obviously that's taken kind of that love of reading to a kind of new level and kind of putting your thoughts of what each book you read out there and things like that sort of stuff. So, Sean, what, what was it that kind of got you started in, in wanting to do that? Um, I think social media. Um, it had to be social media. Um, joined Facebook many years ago um before i was on social media before all the young ones were so um <laughs> yeah but quickly got bored all the stuff that was going on in social media and found some book groups yeah I thought, oh this looks good there's lots of people out there that like reading it's not just me um so got to joined a few book groups and I, I used to see all these things coming up or check out my blog for my review and this or a blog tour here or you know i'm interviewing this author and i thought Oh, this looks really interesting and I'd already I'd already set up a blog I had this you know I was illusional one day and thought that you know I would like to do a lifestyle blog so I chatted <laughs> and my life was essentially a lifestyle blog at one point but then quickly realized that I was a bit too boring to do a lifestyle blog so it just sort of lay there and I thought I'm going to use that and use it for a book blog so that that's how blogging came along it was social media getting to know other bloggers and just I think I just really connected with a lot of people through through that forum and yeah. getting to know folk that like the same things as me and just being able to have those discussions you know social media some then became fun as opposed to this sort of negative energy drain in place that it could be so yeah yeah it's funny, I think most people have that thought about the lifestyle blog thing and think, yeah, that's a really good idea. And then you realise after three days of sitting in your own house thinking this isn't going to be a very interesting blog <laughs> for anyone. <laughs> God, yeah. what about yourself? Um, what, what got you into blogging? What, what was the reason for that? Oh, I, I came from a totally different angle. I have always read and when I finish a good book, I want someone else to enjoy that book as well. So it was almost kind of a the urge to pass on this oh you've got to read this you know that whole mm. sharing experience and my family and like close circle of or friends such as where don't read as much as me a couple of them are doing not bad not bad keeping up and but on the whole if i'm reading five or six books they're maybe reading one of them and i'm like no there's more you gotta hurry up <laughs> and so it, i would go into my office i worked in quite a big office for a while and there's about 250 people always on one site and we were all chatting about summer holidays, and I was recommending different books to people. And then they come back their holidays raving about how good it was, and the buzz of recommending something, mm, and having yeah. something back going, do you know what, that book, you were right, it was it was great, I loved it, and my wife read it as well. And so that kind of was where I wanted to get to, and I didn't know how to do it. And it was my wife's idea one day just to set up a blog and try just putting a website together, and that's how Grab This Book came about. It was just a, I'm going to start this, and a you know, I'd, I'd just finished a book and I thought, well, why don't I write about this book? I've just finished. And it was James Oswald's Natural Causes, which was the first of his, his series, which I think he's up to book 12 now, which is how long I've been going. <laughs> um, so that was 
just over eight years ago because I've just passed I'm just into my, my ninth year of doing this now so it's been a while but yeah it was just literally pick a book read it talk about it and then hit Twitter and say I've just read this book and it was great and that's grown and grown over the years so yeah, yeah, definitely that sharing the sharing that love of books as well. I think when you're a reader, you really want to connect with other readers and you want other yeah. readers to get the same feel for a book or you want to know what you know what what it is about a book that, you know, gives them the buzz so that you know you can pick up there. So yeah, definitely I would agree with that as well. It's it's about sort of sharing that book love. Yeah, that's, some, that's something like, that Jack also works with staff, uh, library staff as well, because that's something that, that mm. we get a lot, uh, a lot as well. Obviously, a lot of library staff read a lot of books, and and we like kind of passing on what what we like, and you, you get that kind of feedback back from customers as well. So it's very very similar actually yeah. in, in terms of how that, that works. You know, sorry, Gordon, were you going to say something there? I said what I was going to say was basically what you're saying is the the ability, especially in North Lanarkshire. I think North Lanarkshire must be the only one of regional councils that doesn't have a bookshop. I can't think of one. Um, and it's if you're not in the supermarket, if you're not getting your books in supermarket shelves, there's brilliant books out there. Don't get that opportunity to, to yeah. Up. So the library becomes such a key resource because it puts these books that you know the hidden gems and the the absolute diamonds that are are out there. I mean, there's so many of them, and they just don't get the exposure that I think they should be getting. So you know that's why you know at the heart of any community, a good library that's got all these books in them is wonderful. And then if we can say to people go to the book, this is the book you want to read and go and find it and they come to it yourselves in the library yeah. and that's even better. Fantastic and thank you very much for that lovely plug about libraries Gordon, <laughs> <laughs> your checks in the post. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, one of the things that I do love about uh, both your blogs uh, is the fantastic names of the blogs because I think that's almost a very important thing as well to make the, the name very catchy and memorable and things like that sort of stuff. So where did the names come from? Was there a lot of thought went into them, that for you? Gordon, where, where did you grab that book come from? Well, it's, it's grab this book, which is... It's grab this book. Um, desperation, I think. I just wanted something. I thought, do you know, how? what am I going to get? I'd, I'd been online and it was back a long time ago. There weren't quite anywhere near as many blogs out there. So we had a little bit more flexibility and I kind of looked at what was what was out and I thought, well, I wanted to make sure it's books. And I want to have a sense of urgency of like, this is when you shouldn't miss or unmissable books. And all that. Yeah. you know, if you see a really good book, grab it. And I thought, well, how about grab this book? And it, 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 it sat fine at the time. I think if I was to do it again now, I would go somewhere different, but I've got no idea where. <laughs> um, I was having a chat, I got a new team at work and they, and they were talking about names. And I said, I'm something known, sometimes known as grab online, which is never the best, <laughs> the best way to be known among strangers, but it, it works. So... And it sits well with the G of my name for Gordon and Grab. I just say myself G quite a lot, so it all it all nestles nicely in identifiers. But yeah, it, it was just a case of one night I needed a name, and that was what I came up with after about half an hour. I thought, right, that'll do. Let's <laughs> just get this started. And Sharon, I guess yours goes back to that lifestyle thing. Yeah, it's, it's, that, it's that whole lifestyle thing where you think, all right, okay, you know, I, I, it wasn't so much a lifestyle as in, and you know. The, social media influencers these days it was more like a sort of diary of the chaos that is my life sometimes that <laughs> you know I thought it was quite interesting but then you know I think I think I actually only ever wrote one post and didn't actually post it anywhere so the chapter <laughs> in my life came from that but then obviously you know it fitted in very well with the book blog um like Gordon though 
if I was to do it again, I would probably change the name. I would probably have something a wee bit more themed. I mean, I, I'm a particular um, lover of, sort of crime fiction, psychological fiction. So I would probably um, try to sort of tailor it towards that. But I'm chapter in my life and I'm not changing it now. So that's <laughs> I think it's one of the things, uh, when it's your thing, you, you can get a bit bored of it after a while, yeah. but, but they are actually great names for, for the, the box, so I think you've done well picking <laughs> them, so so I, I, I highly recommend not changing them, I think they're, they're fantastic. No, I wouldn't change them, <laughs> too, much, too much hard work. Now, as you can touch on, Gordon, you've both been doing this for a long, long time, I think you're all, a couple of years away from your 10th anniversary, which is an amazing amount of time to be doing, doing uh, blogging. Um, has there ever been any times that have been it's felt like a bit of a struggle, or he's one felt like kind of giving up a little bit, or or, or has it always kind of came quite natural to do to used to do it? Um, Gordon, yourself? Oh, it definitely goes in waves. There's there's times when I'm I'm very active in reading and I'm sharing lots of reviews and you know I feel <laughs> I feel I'm just constantly churning out new reviews. Then there's times when I'm like nothing happens for a week and I think. Okay, I should possibly think about putting some words on a page, but, and it can. I mean, I'm the nature of my work is I'm I'm a contractor, so I, I kind of change roles quite frequently, which is always quite entertaining. I know people who've been the same job for twenty, thirty years, and they're horrified by the prospect of me doing six months here, ten months there, and it's just how it works. But when you change job, you have a lot to learn, and it's all different. And you you come home and you're exhausted, and the last thing you want to do is pick up a book and then a laptop and so, yeah, there's lulls when maybe a role changes, but just, I mean, the last two years is a prime example of why the reading mojo, as they call it, sometimes just disappears. And you think, no, do I really want to be throwing anything out into the ether at the moment? It's, it's not exactly the best, the best of times. So, yeah, it definitely goes in waves, but I've, I've seen many blogs start up and finish and the, the stuff that they've done, I think, much better than I've ever, I've ever managed to put out. But it's just a shame that, not everyone can can keep it going, and I'm sort of scrabbling by, and I'm I'm just happy I'm still able to get some things out there that people want to read. But the love of it's never gone, and that's the thing that what drives it on. I still love my books. I love sharing it, so that's what keeps it going, really. Yeah, and Sharma, what yourself? Yeah, just absolutely, Gordon. That that whole you know that idea of does it get challenging? I think it does get challenging for a lot of reasons. As Gordon says, your life gets busy. You know, work gets busy, family life gets busy, things get in the way. Um, and I think sometimes as bloggers, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves because we want to share the book love. And I think especially where it's lesser known authors, smaller authors that are maybe not out in the supermarkets, you know, not you know, not in the the, the Richard and Judy um shelves. You you want you want to really champion people. Yeah. And you get you get a lot of requests a lot of the time. And at the beginning you're like you you just absolutely soak up everything. You take everything and you you know you do all those reviews. But there comes a point where you think, I can't actually do this. I can't read every book and yeah. I can't share every review. So, but I think I think you know you've got to you've got to get to a, a place where you're comfortable and being able to say no, I'm sorry, I you know I I can't do that. But like Gordon, I think it's the love of it that keeps keeps me going. Um, 
I think at the beginning, you know, I used to have reviews out three, four times a week. Now I can go, you know, I can go a month without putting out a review. And I, I store them all up and think, right, I really need to sit down and write, write these reviews. But I don't I don't think I would stop it. I've slowed down, but I don't think I would stop it. I don't think yeah. because I love I love doing it. Um, it's great fun. I do think it takes a lot of dedication to keep it going. I mean, I, I have to, I have to confess, I have tried blogging a few times and doing book blogs, and and after maybe like one or two, one or two, I'm one of those ones that disappears after one or two posts because of, because the uh, you know, life just gets in the way. And, and, and it is time I, consuming, uh-huh, yeah, because uh-huh. I mean, when I when I first started, I don't think I ever hashtagged anything. Um, I just put my <laughs> blogs out there, and you know, people shared them. Now you're like. Right, what, who do I need to tag? What hashtags do I need to use? What graphics do I need to put in this? You know, what other information about the book? So actually putting that post together, it isn't just a case of sitting writing, this, this book was great, you know, go and grab it off the shelf and read it. You've got to really think about about what you're writing and, and what content you're putting in there. So, yeah, it does take a lot of time, but it's good fun. Yeah. Not writing. Um, and talking about kind of that great content, one of the things that I love about your blog, Gordon, is the the series that you have called Decades. Now, do you want to tell us a little bit more about Decades and what it is? Because it's a little bit different from just a, a regular blog. Yeah, Decades. It's actually quite bizarre because my my first Decades guest was actually Sharon, which um, <laughs> which is I'm, I'm really Sharon's. We'll we'll get to, but Sharon wrote a book, and it came out during lockdown. And I was devastated I couldn't be there for launch parties and stuff, all these things that we sometimes get to go to. So I came up with this idea for a feature called Decades, and I thought, well, I need guests, and I'll explain what Decades is. But I, this was a... Something happened in real world away from books which made me think... And it, it's not a particularly happy story, so I'll not dwell on that, but it basically said if you had to have a library, a brand-new library with zero books on the shelves, none of the, the old classic westerns and Mills and Boone that everyone loves, but, you know, not everyone goes to. If you wanted nothing but the best books in this library, the very best, the ones that people love to bits, which books would you put in that library? And I thought, I couldn't do that because I read crime and I would miss out classics. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't put any Jane Austen in and there would be absolute carnage from a large population of the reading. <laughs> so I thought, well, how am I going to get the best books? What would you do? You'd have to ask other people. Well, who do you ask? We well, ask people that love books. So I came up with the idea of this little series, which was meant to run for maybe five or six weeks, just to keep the blog ticking over and a bit of fun, get some of my friends to come on, chat about books a bit. And it's it, it, it went down very well. So what I did was I said to people, what are you, which books would you put in my ultimate library, my decades library? And the reason I call it a decades library is because they're allowed to pick any five books of any type, but they have to pick one book from a decade for five consecutive decades. OK, you made it very difficult for us. I do make it tricky <laughs> because what, what I didn't want to have happen was for someone to go, oh, I like the Harry Potter books. I'll pick five of them. Boom. And then there's, there's no. <laughs> That's great, but there's no conversation in there. There's there's no thinking about it. Or someone whose pal's written five books, you know, they're good friends or another author, I'll just name check all their books. And again, there's no variety. So I thought, how can I how can I make it a bit more diverse? So I set this challenge of one book per decade for five consecutive decades. So you've got a 50 year publication span. But if you pick, I think Shannon, your first book was a Stephen King from the 70s. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. after after that, where do you go? Will you go to the 80s or you go to the 60s? And, you know, from then on, you have to then start thinking, well, which book would I pick from the 80s? And it just it just yeah, makes yeah. people think a bit more. I think the, the fact that it does make people think a bit more makes it a bit more fun for people. And people have discovered this series because it's been running now. The five weeks I thought it would run for, I'm currently on the 16th month. <laughs> so <laughs> it's been running. I've had nearly 200 is it 200 guests? No, it can't be. It must be about 60 or guests, but about 200 different books have been recommended. So there's some popular authors who come up quite frequently. There's some titles come up quite frequently, but the variety of stuff we get is amazing. So I think the oldest book we have is Dracula, I think, off the top of my head, going all the way back to the late 1800s. Uh, 1800s. Um, there's a couple of Agatha Christie's from the 20s. And then the most recent book was actually published this year, 2022. So there's been a real range of loves from authors, publishers, bloggers, journalists. I've had lots of guests. And every Friday, every Friday is Decades Day. And that's when the new post goes up with my next guest and the next five books. And it's, it's proving quite popular. And there's even been a library staff member in there as well, I noticed. So uh, <laughs> we won't name which one, but but uh, if, if anyone goes to the post, they can try and figure out which one might be a library staff member. In it there. Was a, it's a great thing to do, though, <laughs> because even when I was doing mine and just thinking back to the decades and thinking back to the books, it triggered lots of memories. You know, when I was picking the book, you get lots of memories associated with different books. So although I said, it, you know, it was a challenge to do, it was a challenge to do. It's always a challenge to pick, you know, five favourite books. But it's a, it's a really good thing to do. It's a brilliant it goes, series. It goes two ways from my point of view, because I also get, I send out the invitation saying, do you fancy doing this? And people have either seen it and go, oh, definitely. I've been thinking about what I'd pick. But <laughs> explain it, explain it and they go, well, that's quite good. And then you get the, the email back, which either says, this was brilliant. I loved it. I had such fun. I picked some of my childhood favourites and it's brought back so many happy memories. And that's great. Or you get an email back that goes, does it have to be from consecutive decades? Yes. Oh, I, what, what is, a, I'm not naming personally, but there's a sci-fi author who's written, a fantasy series anyway, who's written a few fantasy novels. And I just got one email back that just says, you monster. <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah, the the five the five books, five decades can be a bit of a tricky challenge, but everyone seems to enjoy it. And it, it does seem to and that's the best thing for me is it makes people visit books that they loved and then they share it and people go, Oh, I remember that book, I loved it. And it starts mm-hmm. a chat on Twitter, which is where I share them more. And that's lovely too, because yeah. people join in and it, it makes you know, I, I get accused of swelling people's to be TBR piles, the to be read piles, because people <laughs> see it, see a book and go, "Oh, that sounds amazing," and they go and buy it, and they've got another book to read. So it's a lovely sharing community that I think we we get from that, which I'm I'm really delighted to be part of. Yeah, it's a lot, it's a definitely a lovely idea, and so. I, I think I could do, I, I should probably maybe think of something along those lines and actually steal it for our podcast as a wee section in our podcast. Maybe that could that could be an idea, but that, that may be putting people a little bit on the spot without kind of prior warning if they didn't have time. <laughs> you need to think on their feet. It's, hard, it's really hard to wing it. <laughs> now, one of the things I wanted to ask you guys as well about was, was blog tours as well, because blog tours is quite a big thing for authors these days. Some of our listeners might not really know what a blog tour is, so I thought I would ask you, if, have you guys been involved in any blog tours? And if so, can you just kind of give maybe our listeners a little bit of background of what, what it actually is and also reveal maybe who 
your favourite blog tour was that you've been involved in. Sharon, what about yourself? Okay, I've got a confession to make. I have been involved in blog tours um, ever since it started, but when I first started blogging, I thought a blog tour was a real live tour where a blogger toured the country with their favourite author. And I was so jealous of all these <laughs> bloggers going around the UK with their favourite author. Then somebody put me right and told me what a blog tour was. So um, don't be too hard on yourself, anybody who thinks that's what a blog tour is. A blog tour is basically, it's an online programme of book reviews. Um, it's takes place over a defined period of time. So it can be anything from a week up to a month. I think probably a month's about the longest blog tour that you would have. Um, and it's used to promote the author's book. Um, bloggers sign up to be a part of a blog tour and they agree that on a certain day they will post either a book review, an interview with the author or an excerpt from their book. And with the interview from the author is you normally send over the blog tour organiser a list of questions or over to the publisher the author answers them and you put them up in your blog. Yeah. So it's basically it's a promotional tool used by authors and publishers um, to raise a bit of buzz about a book. And it can be used for books that are just coming out or authors sometimes um, arrange blog tours for books that have been out for a wee while. Um, yeah. And it shows how, how important publishers kind of value the book blogging community yeah. as well because because it's become like you said it is a big um pub, uh, promote tool for for them to do that so gordon have you been involved in any of this this kind of been like kind of really big favorite of yours or the, the stand I've, I've done lots and lots and i think that's one of the, the pressures that bloggers bring on mm -hmm. themselves is that we don't like saying no and we don't <laughs> we, we want to be as helpful as we can so what we do is we overcommit to these tours and say Right, I'll I'll help you with that one. Oh, I'd love to help with that one too. And then a favourite author comes along. Oh, I'll definitely help with that. And before you know it, you've got like six books to read in three days, and you're like, no, it's not good. And if you're like me, you put it off to the last minute because I I've got the mind of a goldfish, so I tend to have to review almost as soon as I finish reading the book or I forget things. So yeah, when when you overcommit, it's it's fun. But I mean, I've been doing that. I was a bit wary initially because it seemed an awful lot of responsibility. To be entrusted with someone's book to because you, you read them on you know, initially you were reading them because you, you wanted to read this book and then before you know it you're going to ask to read books you don't know anything about but maybe it's it's like oh if you enjoyed if you enjoyed the girl on the train you're, you'll love this one too but all right okay well i'll read that and then you read it and think actually do you know what it's not anywhere near like what i thought it was going to be but you're on the promo tour and you're like uh oh i'm gonna have to be good about it. <laughs> But I mean, one of my, my rules is I'm, I'm never negative about books. There's every book has got positives. Yeah. And even if it's not a book I particularly liked, there's still a lot of stuff I'll appreciate in it. So part of what I, I sort of tell myself is that there's a lot of work goes into this. It's not my place to slag it off just because it didn't float my boat. Yeah. Luckily, I've got wise to what I like and what I don't like. So I don't, don't find myself in that situation too often where I'm I'm reading the book thinking, no, no, this isn't this isn't what I signed up for. This is not me. So you, you generally find good stuff. And if it's a twist or an unexpected development, brilliant. If it's a character that particularly resonates, you can really focus on that. So you can still be very positive about a book, even if perhaps it's not been something you would normally have sought out and it perhaps isn't one of your favourites. There's still so many, I mean, there's so much goes into a book 
you can yeah, think yeah. good things to say. So um, the blogging community are very supportive of all their authors. So if someone's sticking the knife into a book they didn't like, they tend to find there's a bit of a backlash because there's no need, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. there's, as you know, you know, then you there's the accusations of you're not being honest. But I think I think you put it you put it really well well there, um, Gordon. It's about it's about highlighting the parts of the book that worked for you. Um, and to be honest, if the, if I read a book for a blog tour and I really didn't like it, and I thought I can't put my name to this, saying that you know go and buy this, it's, it's fab. There was nothing in it that floated my boat. I would go back to the blog tour organizer or the publisher and say, look, I'll do a promo post for you. You know, I'll I'll do an interview with the author, author. I'll do an excerpt on my blog, or I'll just do a promo po- post. As mm. you know, but it's not. I don't think I don't think there is such a thing as a bad book. I just think not all books are for everybody. We can't all like the same things. We shouldn't all like the same things. The oh, variety oh. is what makes it fun. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And coming back to your initial thoughts about being a blog tour touring around uh, with an author, uh, Sharon. <laughs> Has been, a blog, has been a blogger led to you being able to meet some of your favourite authors at all, but not on a blog tour? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've, they've all um, removed the restraining order from me now. <laughs> I'm, allowed, I'm allowed near them again. Um, yes, I think before before I blogged, I used to go to book events and I used to go to book festivals, but I've done it very quietly. I just sort of slipped in and back out again and used to look at authors thinking, oh, Oh my goodness, it's Lynn Anderson, it's Ian Rankin, you know, it's Val McDermott. But now I've got to meet all these people and, you know, it's it's amazing. But I w- also want to say it's not just about meeting authors. I've made so many good friends through book blogging and Gordon, Gordon being one of them. But, you know, amongst other bloggers, I know I send a fiver later Gordon (laughs) (laughs) I'm only kidding Um, I've made a lot of really good close friends through that community but um, yes meeting Ian Rankin meeting Lynn Anderson, Susie Lyons all my favourite authors you know Martina Cole you know just standing in Harrogate having a beer with Martina Cole and Kimberly Chambers and I'm like (laughs) oh my goodness this is amazing um, and I've been lucky enough that I've been able to um, chair panels and host events in Waterstones as well. So I've been able to interview some of the authors too. So, yeah, it's a huge um, buzz. Uh, and uh, like you say, whenever you can start to meet them, uh, through my work, I've met some of the authors as well. You, you do realise that they, I mean, they are just genuinely normal nice, people. Normal people. <laughs> and, and it's great and it's great to meet them and they, and they, and they have... They have, they have as much anxiety come doing an event for mm-hmm. you as what they have whenever you're hosting it and things like that. And things. Oh. So, so they are, they're just kind of down-to-earth people and, and and lovely folk to kind of meet. And, and Gordon, I know that you um, definitely have, have been to some of our events that we've done in the past um, and, and met some, some authors there. Is there any authors that, that you've met that, that kind of stand out as somebody that's kind of been a, one of your favourites? I mean, all the time, you, 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 it's bizarre. You, you unexpectedly bump into people you don't expect to see, especially if you're at an event um, where there's perhaps multiple authors. The the one that I get to most frequently is in Stirling every year. It's called Bloody Scotland, and that happens yeah. every September. 
and because Stirling's a nice wee small town centre, you tend to find that everyone's just sort of hanging about. So you, you're constantly bumping into folk. Um, and sometimes you might even stop and say hello. I mean, I'd come out of, I, I got the, I am shy, much shyer than Sharon, I think. And I'm, <laughs> so I, I tend not to enter into <laughs> I'm shy myself. too. But I, I try and force myself to say hello to people and it's always lovely. But um, I did the the spy thriller writer Mick Heron, whose TV show is coming to Apple TV in the next couple of weeks, is with Gary Oldman. Uh, Slow House is going to be called, I think. He did an event in the Albert Hall in Sterling. And then I was hanging about afterwards waiting to catch up with one of my friends and he walked past and I was like, oh, oh, lovely to meet you, lovely to think your book's so great. And I was just like, so embarrassed myself. And he was very nice and very gracious and he was, he, he humoured me. But I just thought, you're a grown man. Have a normal conversation. With your <laughs> but yeah, sometimes you get a bit dizzy, but it's lovely. And at the same festival, I bumped into a really nice author called Marion Todd and she stays over um, Dundee way and she writes about a, a really good series set in St Andrews and had a lovely chat with Marion after one of her panels and it's just nice to to meet these people whose books you read and you can tell them how much you enjoy their work and you can have a chat with them and you maybe they'll know me from Twitter and it's just nice to put a face to a name and have a, a normal conversation so it's, it is lovely. And I would say that for anybody who was listening and thinking oh I would love to go to a book festival but you know I, w- I wouldn't but I'd be too nervous to speak to anybody or you know you can go to a book festival and just slip in and slip out very quietly and, and watch from afar yeah. but if you do pluck up the courage to speak to an author you know whether it's Ian Rankin, Val McDermott or somebody you know less well known every single author that I've ever spoke to has been so friendly I think I think especially the crime writing community, because it's all crime writing festivals and events that I go to. There's such there's such a friendly group of people. Um, yeah. I think they get all the bad quite, stuff out in their books. Quite so, a close knit community. Yeah. Well. Another um, thing is, if you do go to a crime event, the chances are, if you're sitting in the audience, you're sitting beside a crime writer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the very first event I went to, I ended up sitting beside Alex North. Um, yeah. Just at the back row of a of an event, it was like I know him. And that's it. He's going, oh yeah. And that was about eight or nine years ago now. <laughs> it was like I don't think he knows who I am yet, but I've, I've definitely sat beside him. As <laughs> so, as lovely, just and as you, as you say, they they enjoy books too, and they're book lovers too. Yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. happy to chat books yeah. unless they're on the on the way to something and or rather at the bar. <laughs> but even then at the bar I think I, I was at the bar in bloody Scotland and a really nice author called Will Dean was standing beside me and I was like oh hello I know you and Will's not to put too fine a point on it gorgeous so you're like I'll just stand beside you and make you look even better because I'm gonna, <laughs> I look like I'm dragged through a hedge backwards and you're just like the most attractive guy at the bar so it's it's really nice just to, be able to see people and relaxing and enjoying it and surrounded by their pals because they you know it's quite a I believe quite a singular life sometimes being a writer so they go to events to meet up with friends they maybe haven't seen for months and it's it's such a nice atmosphere but yeah, you can go and just take it in and enjoy it and not feel you have to participate because it's, it's entertaining all the time. Yeah. 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 So other than the kind of opportunity to meet authors and things like that, has your blogs kind of given you any other opportunities that haven't, you may not have kind of thought you would ever have? Like I know, Sharon, you mentioned there have been kind of interviewing people or been kind of hosting panels and things like that sort of stuff. Gordon, I know that you were invited to be in part of a kind of... Um, awards uh, judging what an award um as well um what you give us a little bit more about that gordon because it was quite a major one wasn't it for me yeah 
Sharon does the events and she, she does loads of things. I'm always really jealous of the people she gets to meet. I was asked to, to host one event and the author who I was hosting, I don't think, was particularly enamoured because his pal had done it previously. So all of a sudden this blogger was coming along and he's like, mm, can we just do what we did last time with my pal? And he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my one chance and it didn't go very well. But I was out of the blue. I got an email from the Bookseller magazine, which is like the trade journal for yeah. all things bookish. And they said, would you like to judge the, the Nibbies, as they're called, which is the British Book the British book Awards? And um, you'd be judging the crime and thriller section. I was like, oh, my word. And here's some of the other judges. And they were like, here's Frankie Bridge and it's Lenny Henry. And you're like, you want me in this elite <laughs> panel? So I was like, oh, absolutely, I'll do that. So there was a huge big announcement. I had to send publicity pictures and everything to, to the bookseller and you know, I was just down as, as a blogger, basically. He's reading the crime and thriller. So we got to judge. This was two years ago, I think, now. So I had a, I had a short list. I've actually still got all the books literally about two feet from my hand here. So it was Ian Rankin, Lee Child, Richard Osman's first book, um, the, the Robert Galbraith book, the, the most recent uh, strike one, and a couple of others as well. And I think everyone thought, Oh, Richard Osman's blown the world away. This is a shoe in. So yeah. when the when the panel called the Robert Galbraith book as the winner, there was a bit of a shockwave. <laughs> it's like, oh my <laughs> word, you know. But it was really interesting to do. And on the on the panel were with me was um, a couple of in, in, uh, a bookseller and publicist, and there was the winner of last year's award, who was my my stepsister, the serial killer, I think it was. Um, a buyer for one of the one of the book chains as well. So it was quite a diverse panel, and the discussions were really interesting. And it wasn't just what's the best book. There's a lot more actually feeds into the judging process, and you know which one captivated you. So I think when the, the announcement was made, it wasn't just who sold the most copies. It was which book was most fitting. So there's a lot more goes on to it than just picking a winner at random or which book sold the most copies. It, it was really interesting to see. Hugely flattered to be asked. And, you know, I think that was the point wow. I peaked. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it, it was lovely to do. And it's just a shame. Had it not been for COVID, that would have been down in London and meeting them all in person and mm-hmm. actually part of a, a big day of judging and activity. And But because we were in lockdown, it was all done via Zoom. So it was quite quick and efficient and to the point and I was like, you know only only me would get the, the year where you don't actually get the, you get to be jolly down south so. but it worked out quite well because when you're in an air tree popping down to london's not exactly <laughs> so they might ask you again in the future you don't know what sort of events have you have you had the chance to, to host um i've hosted events uh Waterstones, um, a lot of Waterstones events, um, Kimberley Chambers, Lucy Foley and Lucy Foley, I can't remember who I interviewed her with, Douglas Skelton, not Douglas Skelton, Michael Michael J Malone, I always love interviewing Michael J Malone, um, the Scottish author, he is absolutely fantastic and he's a delight to interview. Um, I've done panels at Bloody Scotland at Newcastle Noir, um, Butte, Butte Noir as well. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just it's just been great. Um, I've interviewed Noelle Holton, who's my blogger author buddy as well. Um, she came up and done her book launch up here, got to interview her. So yeah, it's, it's just been great. Um, just 
that opportunity to to meet a whole host of authors, some of whom that some of whom I'm a massive fan, others I'd never read any of their books before. So um it's a it's a really good opportunity. Um and it's it's so flattering to be asked. I'm like what you want me to you ran out of people or something that <laughs> you're just asking me so um I've not I've not done it for a wee while I think just again lockdown lockdown like yeah. sort of destroyed our of events yeah destroyed our events we had a lot of we had um obviously on zoom and that but it's not the same as Gordon says you know you go along and it's that's where you catch up with everybody and you get all that nice buzz and happiness those days hopefully will be too long to come back though. So They're coming back. Yeah, you, you just mentioned Michael J. Malone there. Michael and I used to work together. We used to sit back to back in an office. Did you? Yeah, a long time ago. And Michael actually took me to my first book event. It was he me- invited me down. Did he? Uh-huh. Do you know the first time as a blogger <clears> that <throat> I went along to I Write, it was Michael who introduced me. He's he. He met me for a coffee and he says, come on, I'll take you to meet some folks. So, he, you know, he took me to meet Neil Broadfoot, Mark Leggett and introduced him, introduced me to all these folks. He's such, such a nice guy. He's a, he's a lovely guy. I didn't know you worked with him, Gordon. Yeah, a long time ago. He doesn't, he, he wasn't, he was at the bank at the time. He calls it the bank, yeah. the bank. The bank. <laughs> so he's, he's not there anymore, but I'm, I'm still at a different bank. But just it's bizarre. You're talking about opportunities. It's just funny how sometimes just being in the right place at the right time, you can find you somewhere. I'd yeah. gone to we'd been on holiday down the south of England as my family. And on the way back past was the Harrogate Festival, which is the big, the big one. And I've never been because it's always in the school holidays and I've got kids and just doesn't doesn't work out that way. Um, my wife won't let me go and play with the book people when it's the school <laughs> holidays. So we were driving back from Brighton area and we were passing and I kind of basically begged can we take a wee detour? And we stopped off and I got four hours, I think, at Harrogate just to sort of touch base, meet a lot of the people who I've only ever spoken to online. It was fantastic. It was lovely to meet all these all these friends. I mean, they are friends, but you just, you just never get to meet them when you're doing it digitally. And I, I'd gone along to see Mark Billingham doing, his, doing a signing and just having a, a quick hello and whatnot. And his publicist grabbed me and said, do you want to, do you want to meet with him later? And I asked, you know, just he's doing a Q&A. Do you want to come along and be part of that? I'm like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I rocked up at the time that they said, and then the publicist grabbed me, grabbed Mark and said, Mark, here's Gordon. He's your meet and greet. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was coming along to hear him do a Q&A. And he's like, oh, right, lovely. And he was, he was making plans to go for lunch. I'm like, Mark, honestly, if you're going for lunch, go for lunch. It's absolutely fine. I'm, you know, I'm just delighted to be able to say hello. But no, we went out and we sat in the grass in the deck chairs and you know, we, we, we chatted for half an hour just randomly. People were coming past and I was joining in chats and he was joining in chats. And we just, the night before, he'd played with the Fun Loving Crime Writers, which is the, the band that is Val McDermott, Christopher Brooke Meyer, Mark Billingham and, and a few others. And they'd played and they'd actually had up on stage the First Minister on backing vocals because she was the guest <laughs> of honour to interview Ian Rankin the next day. So she'd been on stage as a backing singer to the band and he was talking about that to me oh you're Scottish you know first minister's here yes <laughs> I think I was the only person at Harrogate that didn't actually meet the first minister that day <laughs> <laughs> but um everyone heard, heard that saying, that oh day. you're Scottish you know you know that Nicholas yes I know that she's here yes I know I've not seen her yet so but it was lovely and it, we just had out of the blue I'm sitting chatting in the sunshine to Mark Billingham thinking this is strange <laughs> <laughs> 
sounds, sounds like a good wee experience. Now, before we kind of put the uh, blog into bed and get on a few book recommendations, um, I want you to kind of see if you've got top, kind of top five tips that we can put out there for anyone who might want to kind of start up blogging and things like that. So let's see if we can get five really good tips for people who want to start up. So Gordon, let's go, let's go to you first. What would what be kind of a big tip for you? No need to be negative. We touched on it earlier. I think yeah. if, you're going to, if you're going to review a book, don't go in with the mindset of I'm tearing this apart. Magic. Okay. Sharon, what about yourself? Um, join Twitter, social media, any social media platform. Everywhere does book reviews now. Um, and engage, engage with social media. Um, get to know people, but not just about sharing your reviews. Get to know people and engage with them. Find out a wee bit more about them. Yeah, I actually have the social part of the social social media. <laughs> I'm always that bit. I know. <laughs> I'm not always good at that either. <laughs> you got another one? Yeah, authors really appreciate reviews on book selling websites, whether it be the the big Amazon one or Watersons or even just independent source. So if you are jotting down, even if it's just two lines to say, love this book, you should read it. Get it on Amazon, get it on Watersons, get it, you know, share it around. So because all publicity to generate, attack, you know, hits and likes and raising the profile is appreciated by the authors. So if you've got something nice to say, say it in lots of different places. And um, don't just do it for the freebies. A lot of people start blogging because they think, oh, yeah, that's great. And get free books. A, you get overwhelmed by free books and you start <laughs> praying that your postman doesn't actually bring you book posts <laughs> and be most of the book bloggers I know review books that they're sent but they also review books that they're buy that they buy and yeah. quite often I'll get sent a book I review it and I go and buy the book because I go to the event and I want to support the author and I want that book signed so don't do it for freebies this, this do it for the love of books yeah and has anyone got burning desire to have the final tip the the big one that you see a lot is is FOMO fear of missing out um people will get books that you maybe wanted to read and didn't get a chance to read or you haven't seen it yet and you think how come they're getting it and I'm not that's just how it works your turn will come you'll probably get a book that somebody else wanted so don't engage in a spat don't tag the author and say I can't believe I didn't get the chance to read this the author wants you to read it but they don't want to hear that you're you're throwing your dummy out the pram so play 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 nice there's plenty of books to go around i think that's a fantastic five tips here and the final thing i wanted to ask you guys was obviously these are big book bloggers have you ever thought about kind of tackling any more recent trends like book talk and books bookstagram and things like that sort of stuff Sharon, I... yeah, I do it. I do it all. I'm a social media tart. Oh, sorry, can I say that? Um, I'm on Bookstagram. I do book talk. Not very well, I have to say. Book talk, I'm not brilliant at. But yeah, I do them all. Um, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and whatever else they'll throw at us, I'll do it. <laughs> and Gordon, what about yourself? No, I'm the opposite. Um, <laughs> I, um, one of the things we talked about is finding that balance that works for you. And unfortunately, to read, to review, to do my day job, to see my family sometimes, to walk the dog, 
someone has to give. So I, I review on my blog. I don't even allow comments on my blog. You can chat to me through Twitter, but some some bloggers, I am in awe of how they can keep so many plates spinning at once. For me, it's get a review out there, um, share the book love, because that's ultimately that's what I do. I'm, I'm telling you how great these books are, but I don't always have time to come back and say, oh, did, what did you like about it? And did you, did you like that bit in chapter 12? I, I wish I could do that, maybe when I retire, but I'm still quite a way away from that. So yeah, I, I'm very much on, it's, it's on my blog. I'll talk about it on Twitter, um, but I'm afraid I'm not many other places. There you go. So you'll be able to find Sharon about in different places, but <laughs> Gordon's sticking to Twitter and his blog only. So there you go. Now, before we get into a few book recommendations, Sharon, do you want to give us a little bit of a plug for your own books? Um, you have written two books, am I, am I right, yeah. so far? Um, Sins of the Father and You Need Me. So yep. do you want to tell us a little bit about both of them? Okay. Um, Sins of the Father came out in, oh, I've lost all my years now. This is, so Sins of the Father came out in lockdown 2020. Um, dark psychological thriller about Rebecca who marries her husband not because she loves him but because she wants to destroy him Um, and You Need Me has got a little twist about a library in it there's a librarian that I'm sure you would hope is not working in your library Chris Um, (laughs) and You Need Me is I think it's about I would say it's about loneliness isolation um and some revenge but both if i was to say anything about both my books and everything that i write really they are dark they're about dysfunctional families broken societies and broken systems because i am absolutely fascinated about what motivates people to do bad things to other folk oh there you go so if you do fancy them they should be available in our library sometime soon Thank you. Um, they they will be kind of hitting our shelves in the next few months, so we'll watch out for those and request them if you want. Um, and I'm sure Sean would love to, to, to get your feedback on them as well. I would, I would love to hear what folk think. Now, for, now for the big part, which um, the the kind of book recommendations from you guys, because obviously you uh, read tons of books, you get given them by publishers, and also, like you say, buy them and the ones that he's like and things like that. So what books have, has really been catching your eye recently that you've read? And have you had any kind of advanced reading copies that are maybe books that are, some of our readers should be kind of watching out, coming out for in the next few months? So, Sharon, what's kind of caught your eye recently? Um, recently, the, the most recently published one that I've read is Craig Robertson. Um, again, Scottish crime writer, and this is a standalone, The Undiscovered Deaths of Grace McGill. Um, and I think that only came out a couple of weeks ago. And it's about a, a death cleaner, a cleaner who cleans up after unexplained deaths. Um, mm. And I, I really can't say very much else about it. <laughs> for fear of giving away spoilers. <clears throat> I hate that when, I, when I've read a book and then I, because I'm used to talking to people who have read the same books, you <laughs> forget about spoilers. Um, and another one would be S.E. Lyons. So that's Susie Lyons, writes as S.E. Lyons. And her most recent one is The Baby Shower. Um, Susie is probably one of my favourite psychological thriller writers. She writes standalones really relatable 
characters and situations that you could imagine yourself in. So they are my two ones. Gordon, what about yourself? What would what would be the kind of big recommendations for you? Um, I think you'd be copying my homework again because I like good people <laughs> as well. <laughs> Sorry, I, Gordon. I would say look out absolutely for uh, a series by Neil Lancaster. Oh, uh-huh, definitely. Um, the wow. first book, the first book's not long out in paperback. It's called Dead Man's Grave. And uh, the, the second book in the series is called The Blood Tide, and that's out this week in hardback. And Neil's got more on the way because he announced today that there's another three books been signed See up. That. And the, the lead character is a, a, a cop who's called Max Craigie, and he's basically investigating corruption within Police Scotland. But the books are... Neil writes a really good high high intense thriller yeah. so the, the the story drifts up and down Scotland it's a really good supporting cast and it's one of these ones you're never quite sure who you can trust so it's, it's absolutely I recommend those they're they're quite easy to pick up because they're in all good bookshops and in all good libraries so fantastic and is there any book that's sitting on your to be read pile that's, that's kind of like burning to its way to the top at all or that you kind of can't wait to get into I've got Will Dean Firstborn. I've got a copy of that. Um, when's that coming out? Later this year. So I've got a copy of that that I really need to get round to reading. But I'm doing the Bloody Scotland Book Club next month. So I'm going to have to wait until I read <laughs> those three books. Fantastic. And Gordon, what about you? Have you got one on your to be dead pile that you're desperate to get um, I've, I've got one here I don't actually want to read because I've got a very special, and I'm going to hold it up to the camera even though nobody can see it on the podcast. It's <laughs> new Ben Aronovich Rivers oh, of London book. A very exclusive limited edition copy to read, and he's, very nice. um, it's a kind of a, a crime come fantasy series, which I, I, I do enjoy an awful lot. So I'm, I'm quite excited to get into that. So, and Ben's coming on a a mini a mini tour of the UK soon he's going to be in Glasgow so I'm hoping to try and get along and say hello as well but that's kind of my my nice one sitting here it's a, it's a very nice looking book and if anyone does want to see it it's on Gordon's Twitter account I think if I remember correctly that's where that's yeah, what I think I did share a picture because cool. it was it was lush it was a very pretty book the other one I've got which is due soon who's <coughs> the author of Blood Orange um, this will be her third novel and, and she always writes a quite a gripping psychological thriller so that came in the other day too which I'm excited to get started on too. Fantastic so that's some fantastic little book recommendations here from Sharon and Gordon and if you want to find out or follow it for more recommendations for them you can check out their blogs which Gordon's is at www.grabthisbook.net and you can find Sharon's at www.chapterinmylife.com wordpress.com and you can also follow them on twitter which is at grab this book and at s bearden as well so you'll be able to follow them on there and sharon can be found on various other social medias if you could track her down as well so (laughs) you'll be able to track me down don't worry (laughs) thank you very much guys for joining us on the book uh, on our our podcast it's been fantastic talking to you and and getting a right insight into some of the stuff in terms of the library service we do have a few weekend service updates to give you um and for you to look out for Let's go. Easter is just round the corner because it is almost Easter time and we have got some great activities for kids happening. Um, lots of Easter book bug sessions and things like that. And you can find out the whole lineup 
at www.culturenl.co.uk slash festivals slash let's go. And on the other big one that we've got is that on World Book, World Poetry Day, sorry, <clears throat> my cough's finally taken over near the end of the podcast. I've did well so far. Um, we launched a poetry competition where you can get your poem published on National Poetry Day, which is in October, on our Borrowbox app. And you can find out more about that if you go to www.culturenl.co.uk slash poetry competition. But that's just about all for this podcast today for us. And if you have enjoyed it, please do leave us some feedback by using the hashtag FLB podcast or by dropping us a wee email to librarypodcast at northland.gov.uk. But that's about all for me for guys. Thank you very much, Gordon and Sharon, for joining us. And we hope you've enjoyed listening. Thanks, Chris. Thank you.